The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool centre. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. Yeah, great to have you coming. Not forgetting SEN's coverage of the Sri Lanka versus Australia Test Series starts tomorrow from midday live on SEN Fanatic and the SEN app with the SEN networks to join across the day. Uh, let's have a look at the big match. 10 to 6 it starts on Saturday. It is the first test in the Rugby World Cup Series. It is Australia against England. Mick Collis, our rugby expert, joins us. Good evening, Mick. How are you? Thanks for joining us on the program. Oh, Pete, always happy to talk rugby to you. You know that. Yeah, and I know you're excited about uh, Saturday. I know the World Cup's still, what, 15 months away. So how will the Wallabies in England be taking this three-test series starting in Perth on Saturday? Well, yeah, as you said, the World Cup, is that's the, that's the prize that everyone wants. But there's so much pride between these two countries. You've got Eddie Jones as the coach of the England side, and he was the former Wallabies coach. The Wallabies sacked him. He went to England and had an enormous amount of success over there. And Eddie has never lost to the Wallabies as the England coach. The last time they came out was in 2016. It was three tests. It was a whitewash to England. So there's a truckload of feeling. So all these teams, World Cup aside, these teams want to win this three-match series. So it's all about the chocolates that are on the line for these next three games. So how would the coach of the Wallabies, Dave Rennie, tackle this? Do you think he's likely to maybe uh, uh, shy away from taking any gambles in the preparation for the World Cup, and in particular these three tests? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because So there's a guy called Tom Banks who's a fullback for the Bumbies. A lot of people think he'll probably start on the weekend. He, he has already announced that he's leaving Australian rugby and will be going to play in Japan. So normally, if you're a player that says you're leaving Australian rugby, they don't really consider you. But, but, but the fact that he's in contention for that, that number 15 jersey, it shows just how much they are just isolating and focusing on this game. If they get some development out of it, great. They've got a lot of young guys in the camp. They've picked an Australian A game, an A tour that are playing in a, in a separate competition to try and build some depth. But this, this series is all about the current, and they will pick the best players at their disposal to try and beat Eddie Jones and beat England. So where are the Wallabies' issues going into the first of these three tests? So where are maybe some deficiencies that Rennie needs to maybe get on top of before the World Cup? Yeah, the front row, definitely. There's a guy called Taniela Tupo, uh, who some of the listeners might have heard of. He's, he's a human wrecking ball, and he's probably one of the biggest names in world rugby. If he went overseas, he could command well over a million dollars a year. So he's, he's a fantastic young player, but he's got a calf injury that kept him out of the back end of Super Rugby. He plays for the Queensland Reds, and, and they don't think that it'll be right for this test. So that the fact that he's out, that throws a whole lot of issues into the front row because there was another one, Harry Holmes got... Um, injured as well so there's they've had to go to their depth in the front row and that's the one place where England they just love scrummaging so they've got a, a, a lot of very very good front rows Australia's depth is lacking yes that that's going to be a real concern for Australia there's a young guy called Angus Bell he's only probably 21 a New South Wales guy he has played test rugby before but again he's only you know he's only 21 they reckon props don't sort of reach their peak till till their late 20s so we've got a very young side so I reckon the, the scrum is certainly going to be uh, an issue. And then also the number 10, we've got two real old stalwarts in James O'Connor and Quade Cooper, who have been around for a long time. A young kid, Noah Lolasiu, who who was in the mix but didn't play really well at, at test match level when he first came in. So 
Again, that depth at our number 10, we are really relying on these old stages. Cooper's been playing in Japan, not even playing in Australia. So I think that if we get an injury to one of those guys there, that could create a whole lot of problems as well. Otherwise, we're pretty we're in a pretty good position, mm. but there's just that, that front row and that, that number 10. Um, Quade Cooper, we saw, came back last year and played against the Springboks, came out of the wilderness, kicked the goal to win, and everyone thought he was a hero. Then he didn't go on the spring tour, but he's been parachuted back in to the Australian side. So, yeah, that, that number 10, that'll be a real uh, interesting one as well. Of course, there's the absence of locks, uh, Isaac Rodder and also Rory Arnold. So we look like having a new locking pair. So how do you view that component of the matchup? Yeah, good. And, and again, that's a position where Australia, for some reason, at the moment, we've got a lot of depth uh, in that. There's Nick Frost, Darcy Swain, a couple of young guys from the Bumbies are very, very good. Just But, but again, the, the inexperience that they'll bring. So there's a guy playing for England called um, Maro Otoji, and he'd be the, the best uh, lock in world rugby at the moment. So you're going to put some very young guys up against one of the best guys in the world. And, and you know, having guys like Rodder, who's very well experienced, him being out, it just does make it hard for some of these young guys to, to step up. But look, they're, they're great players, and, and I'm sure they will. But again, just that experience at test match level, it, it's different to super rugby. And uh, experience is something you do, you do only get by playing test matches. So that's another thing I think where England will have that little bit of an edge uh, on us on the weekend. So pound for pound, where do these two nations uh, sit and how do you preview it? Are we expecting a close one? You wouldn't be surprised if the Wallabies take out the first test or do you think England at a stage would start favourites? Look, it's a really tough one to, to call because because it's the first test, you, you don't know. It's always a lot easier to call after, the, after you've seen a game. You can kind of see who they've got, the way they're playing. So coming in on this for this first test match against such an old foe, there's going to be so much emotion around it. One advantage the English have got, they had, they've picked, um, so the Australian players get picked out of our Super Rugby Championship and, and our guys haven't played for oh, probably, they're getting close to a month, I suppose, now, whereas England have picked their guys out of the English Premiership and Saracen played the Leicester Tigers, I think it was last weekend, and they had 12, they've picked 12 guys from those teams in this England tour. So I think the, the English guys, they've got a bit more rugby under their belt. So I, I think that that might give them the edge, the fact that they are a little bit more match-hardened and, and they haven't had that big break from their rugby. So, but look, I don't know, you know, and, and it's going to be a cracking game, Pete. It really is. I reckon it's too tough to call at the moment. Um, look, I... My heart obviously said the Wallabies because we are at home. On the world rankings, England's fifth. We're sixth at the moment, so there's not a lot between us on the table. But, oh, look, Eddie, Eddie Jones is such a, a cunning, conniving little man, and, and he'll be doing he'll, – he'll play whatever game. And he, he studies the game better than anyone, and he'll know the Australian players very well. Oh, Dave, Dave Rennie will do his homework as well, but I just think Eddie just might be that little bit smarter in the way that he'll approach this game, and, and he, he might just – get the English home uh, in Perth here on Saturday. I hope I'm wrong, but I just think England might get it. He's a great story, Eddie Jones. Well, born in Tasmania, I think the Japanese-American mother, an Aussie father, and here he is in charge of England. He's gone back basically about eight years. So he's had Mm. a longevity as uh, the head coach of the England rugby outfit, which commands a lot of respect, a lot of pressure if things aren't going well. Oh, yeah. Like the scrutiny on, on Eddie Jones in England would be like, you know, the scrutiny on, on, you know, an Eagles or a Dockers coach here times about 10 because it's the whole country sort of watching what he does. And, and when he first came in, he had some great results. But then because he, he drives players so hard, 
there's a bit of a wear out factor with Eddie Jones. So he, he, he finds he's got to, he's got to rotate players through because they, they almost get burnt out because he is just so demanding. So it will all depend. I do understand they've got a good mix of experience and, and youth coming through. So you've got the guys that are enthusiastic and they haven't been burnt by Eddie. And you've got a couple of guys that are probably getting towards the end of thinking, Oh, I can't take much more of this pressure, but I think the accommodation they've got, they've also got their injury problems as well. They've had to leave a lot of people at home, but Look, I think that the combination they would have brought that they will allow for that that Eddie Jones intensity factor. And um, but look, yeah, he he's certainly under pressure. As you said, as he's been at the helm for a long time. World Cup coming up next year, they won't get rid of him before then. But they will want to be going in. They want to start winning now because you, you want to take you want to take victory into a World Cup. You don't want to be coming in scratching around it. And in, and both sides are starting to look for some combinations. We talked that they want to win this one, but. I know that the last World Cup, Australia just kept chopping and changing its lineup, and it came back to bite us by the time the World Cup came around. So they do want to start trying to get some some combinations, especially if they've got some young guys, get them in there, give them a chance, let them make some mistakes, but have the confidence to know that they're not going to be dropped for the next game. So that balancing act is certainly going to be underpinning this game on the weekend. And saying that, as we leave you, the opposition coach, Dave Rennie from Australia, I think he's been there now. This is maybe his third year. As we know, he had a lot of success at the Chiefs in, in Super Rugby. Is he coming on nicely? And do you think he could have the longevity? Because it's been certainly a, a position that's uh, had a lot of scrutiny here in Australia. Do you think Rennie could stay there for, for uh, as many years as maybe Eddie Jones, if all things go to plan and the build continues? Yeah, look, I think if you win, you can write your own cheque and you can write your own contract. So that it, it all comes down to winning it. And he hasn't had the greatest of records in terms of his Australian coaching record. He's, as you mentioned, very good in New Zealand, but he hasn't really done very well with the Wallabies. So if, if, they, can, if they can win this series, that'll be certainly a first step in winning back the, the confidence of the public as well. And the interest, you know, we, we all know... You know, I mean, every fan likes to be to back a winner. And if, if rugby is in a situation now where the Wallabies, they need to win games to try and get those... You know, the rusted-on fans are going to stay, but your, your fly-by-night kind of sports fans that will... You know, we, we've all jumped on the uh, the Matildas because they, they're playing so well apart from the other night. So if the Wallabies... If the Wallabies win, you sort of you start drawing sports fans in as they were during that golden period in the 1990s. And Australian rugby know that they need to win back the support of the wider population in Australia. So it, it does start now for rugby and for Dave Rennie. They need to win this series and they need to go well on the spring tour and then take that momentum into the World Cup next year. OK, and as we let you go, I know you're very close to the Western Force. Are you excited about their off-season signing so far? Yeah, I am. And um, look, I think Simon Cron is great. He's got a fantastic record. Um, Tim Sampson, obviously a, a tremendous bloke, but he didn't he didn't really get the wins that they needed. Um, Simon Cron, look, by all reports, we, we had a chat to him on a, on a podcast, the Rugby Wrap, that I look after to, during the weeks. And he's, he's just very positive. He's very uh, intense. He's very driven. And, and he, he, he knows how to win, and that's what the Western Force need to do. They've signed a couple of good guys. So Falau Fainga, who's in the running to be the hooker uh, on the weekend, they've signed him, and we've already got Faledi Kaitu'u. So we've, we've got two Wallaby uh, hookers that'll be chasing that starting spot in the Western Force. So that's a good sign already that we've got international depth trying to get one position. So it's not like you just turn up and you're going to get a start in the run-on side for the Western Force. So I think what he's doing is very good. They've signed a couple of um, young guys. Uh, Jackson Pugh, who's a local kid, plays for Palmyra. He's just been named in the Australia A team as well. So he's, he's re-signed. 
Um, we've got Rod Art, uh, Tim Anstey's just re-signed from the Australian Sevens program, also in the Australia A program. So, look, I think at the moment it, it's it's good. There's still a few spots they need to announce, and um, everyone's waiting with bated breath to see those names. But he needs a couple of big names, and again, in those key positions, um, we've got a young kid, Rashad Pasatella, again, a Perth kid who is playing number 10. Uh, he, he needs some support around him because he's only young. So I'd, I'll be interested to see who else they announce. But the way it is at the moment, Pete, it's looking it's looking pretty positive for the Western Force for season 2023. Yeah, I love talking rugby with you, Mickey. Thanks for joining us, mate. I know uh, you're really looking forward to Saturday. Gets underway, I think, 10 to 6 uh, is the match, yeah. uh, Australia against England. Enjoy it. I know you're involved in commentary. Uh, call the Wallabies home, mate. Thanks, Pete. Yep, go the Wallabies. Mick Collis there just uh, wrapping up what is certainly a big week when it comes to rugby. We had rugby league last week with the state of origin and wasn't that a spectacle uh, on Sunday. And here we are now. We've got the Wallabies against the arch enemy England in uh, Rugby International, 10 to 6 on a Saturday night. And there you go, the early preview with our rugby man here on Drive with Peter Vlahos, Mickey Collis. Hope you enjoyed that. Hope you've enjoyed the program as well. I'll be back again tomorrow from 5. All thanks to Toolmart, the complete tool centre. This has been Drive with Peter Vlahos. Thanks to Jimmy and Bray. Catch